Hi, Catherine. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's a lovely day outside. We are having un like unusually warmer temperatures. And but right before we started recording, I closed the blinds so that I wouldn't be distracted by some very poor uh, frisbee golf skills that were <laughs> happening right outside the window. And now I can't like look outside and give you a full picture of how nice the weather is. So we'll just have to picture it in our minds. But it's very nice outside. You were saying that your complex just installed one frisbee golf hole thing. Basket. Basket. Basket is the word you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> um, regular golf, which uh, stick golf, club golf. I'm not really <laughs> sure what the distinguishing factor is between the two. There's golf and then there's frisbee golf. Golf. Mini golf. There's also mini golf. So mini golf and regular golf played with golf clubs that you hit the ball into a hole. Frisbee golf, you throw it into a basket. Mm. It is an above ground activity. And yes, <laughs> our complex just installed a basket in the courtyard. One basket, one singular basket for people just to like practice throwing into. And yeah, an interesting choice to install it in like mid November. <laughs> like people have all of four days until the weather turns crappy again. So <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad that they are utilizing uh, the nice weather, too. How are you today? I heard it's raining. You're having actual weather in California. Yes, it's raining. It's pouring. The old man is snoring. Um, took Caspian out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, which is your dog. <laughs> yes. No, he was snoring so much. He got so cuddly. Okay, so uh, Ben and I love this time of year because it gets chillier and Caspian gets a little cold. So then we uh, put a blanket on and then he comes and snuggles on the blanket with us and just goes to sleep and then snores in her lap. He's so cute. So that's why I hate summer because <laughs> then he's just like all the way over there. He's just laying on the ground, not snuggling with us. But yeah, Aww. it's the most Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like cooler on the floor and he mm-hmm. just doesn't want to be on the blankets but in winter and chilly time as you call it yeah uh yeah <laughs> he's a snuggle bug but yeah That's it awesome. was or it still is i think i don't know it's hard to tell do you ever like look out your window and you're like oh it's not raining and then you like step outside and just get drenched because you can't see the rain coming down <laughs> Not frequently. Uh, <laughs> well, that happened today. <laughs> I can't say that that's happened to me in a very long time. Um, but, well, it rains all the time here. I, I think maybe because it doesn't rain a lot by you guys, that's an easy thing to be like, you know, a quick glance outside, you're not expecting it to rain. So for you, uh, you could step outside and be like, I clearly didn't check well enough because it is raining. Yeah. Whereas here it rains like every other week. Or so. it's like invisible rain, like out your window. Like it's not raining hard enough, but like if you like stare into the abyss, either like you get the little eye fuzzies because you didn't drink enough water or it's actually raining. The eye fuzzies. <laughs> well, Caspian also doesn't like getting wet because like he goes oh. and he gets his little paws wet and he just like stops, which means like he's getting even more drenched because he just stops in the rain. It's like you have mm-hmm. to move 
to a dry place to get dry. You can't just like yes. stop because it's wet. <laughs> Your dog just stops in general. He's a man that knows what he wants and what he doesn't want more specifically. And he will stop if it is something that he does not want. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. But, but what's good is he's so small that like if he stops and you're just like, I'm not having this with you, you can just pick him up and move him wherever. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Which I, which I did when he stopped on the one time I walked him. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to pick you up, bring you to the point I wish, I wish you to be at. And then we made our way back because at that point he was like, oh, well, now we're going home. So I, I duped your dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> he needs to be duped sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. But he's a cute dog. So we keep he him around. He is a cute dog. I feel like, yes, I feel like it's good that you keep him around. And... Sometimes I don't have a pet. So sometimes looking at other people's pets and just the life of like looking forward to whether you will snuggle on the floor or snuggle on the couch under the blankets. It could be nice if that was sort of the breath of what you had to decide for the day. <laughs> <laughs> like that level of just cal- cal- calm. <laughs> that level of calm. That appeals to me. It must be nice to be a dog. <laughs> yeah. No, I I am jealous quite frequently <laughs> whenever I look at him. <laughs> I I get that whole phrase about when parents are like, get a job to their children. Like I, I frequently say that to Caspian. Even though he get did a have a job at He did <laughs> performing on stage. He's retired after three years, which I mean, fair enough, but if that were the life, we'd be doing whatever the heck we wanted with our time. We've been working adults for three years. Yeah. At least. What would you... Yeah, at least. Ugh, time. <laughs> we won't go down the math and time trail because that oh. never ends well for the two of us. What would you do if you, if you were retired after three years of working? What? Not, like, what would you do? I had this conversation with Ben because um, my version see I think about this quite frequently actually because my version of retirement is doing something that I love because I feel like you can't just stop doing anything which I don't think that's what retirement is anyway right I think from my understanding of how people sell retirement is like you pick up a new hobby and go fishing on a boat and you read the newspaper every day because your hobby is newspapers. But to me, retirement is like, okay, I can get paid to do something that I love and not have to worry about where the next check's coming in to pay the bills. That's what retirement is to me. And I feel like um, a lot of famous singers are basically at that stage because, right, they release, like, one album, they have millions of dollars, they could just retire and do nothing. But their passion is singing, so they can just be like, I'm just going to keep singing and making albums and making money. So, yeah, that was, like, a long-winded answer to your question. I like it. So your idea of retirement, if you, were, if you had retired after three years, was to do something that you love, but on in a way that allows you to not have to worry about the paychecks. Like yeah. your, your, your working time, those three years would have been spent saving up enough money where you're sort of set. Sure. Ideally, right? We don't have well, to be as like... 
tomorrow in these exact jobs in this exact life like if it were sort of laid out well that's what retirement would look like well that's what i'm hearing yes and no because like retirement to me is retirement in that way because i feel like i don't have the opportunity to do exactly well i guess who has the opportunity to do exactly what they want exactly the amount of time that they want and make a living right i feel like that's just the society we live in it's like it's very hard to work the amount of time you want doing the things you want and get paid the amount you want so my version of retirement is based off of the uh, society we live in Mm, okay that's that's an interesting take on it because i think that our society here in america is different than other societies and I think that subconsciously my version of retirement and my version of like a work day does not align with this societal version of that we're taught. Like for me, I think the difference in retirement would be um, more time to do the hobbies and interests and more time to dedicate to something completely different than like, you know, it would be something I love, yes, but making making a profit off of it would no longer be the goal. It would just be for fun. And it would be, for me, that would equate to, like, volunteering. And I know a lot of people who do retire, like, that is something that they do. They volunteer their time and they kind of keep busy. And in thinking about retirement, that hard stop of not doing anything, I also cannot fathom that. Yeah. <laughs> I would go crazy. So I think that like I would much rather do something I love now and I would much rather live in a society where I can do what I love and I can make the time to do it um, so that when I retire, you know, I've, I've done well my whole life and I've built something where, okay, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do something completely different. That's how I would retire. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably the, the correct definition of retirement right there. <laughs> don't know if it's correct i don't even think there's a right and a wrong i think the the most difficult part is what you talked about where we have to make sure we have enough money and that's sort of this american version is like working a set amount of hours getting paid a set salary or set hourly job um saving up for retirement if you can and I am just over here looking at like Spain and Latin America being like, but what about siestas? Because <laughs> homegirl would love a nap time. Yeah. Like it's wasted on the kindergartners because here's where the moneymaker is. I would love nap time. I would love that to be spread out. I would love dinner at eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I just, I think a different pacing and changing up the pace is something that retirement would offer. Because I don't have to do the set work hours anymore, too. Yeah. And that's really sad, though, in a way that we're like, oh, we can do that when we reach retirement, which isn't guaranteed, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. to be realistic, the average life expectancy says we'll make it, but you can't take life for granted. Yeah. And I just heard the other day, I I literally think it was yesterday, that the life expectancy for adults, for Americans, is decreasing because of all these, yeah, because of all these, your face like looked <laughs> shocked and surprised. And you are correct. I had the same exact feeling of like, how can our life expectancy be decreasing 
And it's because of these negative habits people are forming in response to being overworked, being underpaid, being undervalued. So they turn to these alternatives that are not life-sustaining. And now here we are. We're not, we're not in a place where people feel that they're well taken care of, appreciated, compensated. It's just about, like you said, it's just about that that turn for profit in sort of this promised land of like, oh, if you work really hard, one day you'll like get to rest. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Like we don't value it now. We don't value that balance. Yeah. 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 I, I, I've been reading, well, articles here and there, like everyone does, about uh, some, I believe like I saw somewhere that the like Americans are well obviously not all americans but americans believe in this like this self-made millionaire type of mm-hmm. like dream where you have to build everything yourself you can't get any help anywhere else and if you work hard enough long enough then you'll become a millionaire all you have to do is work hard because no one in this country works hard at all the only people who work hard are the millionaires Right. Which could not be more backwards. Yeah. For some. Not for all. Largely um the one percent I think there's some statistic out there where like so many of them just acquired that wealth through their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and that's so it's so unfortunate because it just it isolates people even more, thinking that that's the way to succeed. Is by self-made millionaires who think, oh, it has to be me. If anyone else helps me, you know, I don't get to keep all that wealth or I'm not as successful because I had to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's crazy. It, it's, it's just something. So retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all this so retirement. ties into that. So to tie back to retirement, I think we could really all do with sort of a reset of how do we how do we bring those values and those things that everyone's told, quote unquote, to look forward to in retirement, all that free time, all that self-care, all that, I don't know, ease of retirement, you know, working so hard to then all of a sudden like rest. Like how do we start to integrate that into how do we work hard and rest so that once we reach a certain age, we're working that hard is no longer like we're no longer physically able or something like that, that we can just rest knowing that we took care of ourselves all the way up until that point. And we're not just like exhausted once we reach the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I feel exhausted. Like, and I'm not, we're nowhere near the finish line. Like we're not, <laughs> we are not retiring after three years of work. Shanker. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It just needs to be a shift in, changing of values and what's important Mm -hmm. well (laughs) i'm like oh it's so easy we just have to shift values and changing what's important well it's obviously not that easy i like to i uh myers-briggs i've taken some personality tests and i believe i'm an infj which means i uh have grand visions and i want to do things to help everyone so i'm like literally writing down Myers-Briggs. I keep meaning to take this. Oh, for me, it's so helpful. I mean, it doesn't resonate with everyone, but for me, it helped me understand what I feel strong. It put my feelings in a framework, basically, and helped Mm -hmm. me understand myself more, which was very helpful. That's that's awesome. 
Yeah. Now, did it feel when you when you took this quiz, learning about yourself and re- sort of reading their response? Did you feel like, oh my heck, they've got me? Like this is me? Did you feel like it really resonated with you, or did something surprise you based on the way that you answered the questions? So, let me let me rewind a little bit and give you a background from what I understand of Myers Briggs. Um, so I'm not like an expert on this test and the theory but basically it's uh the theory is everyone leans more a certain way and has like strong suits so like let's just say for example introvert and extrovert even though most people are introverted or some people can be extroverted sometimes and some people can be introverted sometimes but the theory is you'll feel more comfortable one way most of the time than others so when I'm reading this, it's like, okay, yes, I feel more comfortable. Um, so I introvert, I feel more comfortable in most situations when I'm talking with a really good friend one-on-one and it's just us. It doesn't mean that I hate going to parties and like hate people in general. It just means that my energy comes from these small interactions most of the time. But also, I am a social creature, just like any other human, and needs to talk with other people, too. So, yeah. So that's where that comes from. So, but like you were saying, uh, Myers-Briggs did help me understand, like, oh, I do get drained along uh, around a lot of people. So it does make sense that I lean on getting my energy from just, like, this one-on-one communication type gotcha. of deal. Yeah. Okay. That is helpful. It's good to, I feel like it would be really good to know going into social situations of like, all right, I'm going, I'm just chatting, right? We're just chatting today. This is something where I feel very comfortable. I'm not, you know, you don't have to be nervous. Whereas if you and Ben are like going out and going to visit with some friends by taking this quiz, you're able to sort of like check in with yourself of like, okay, this is not my strong suit or sort of not where I find myself most comfortable Maybe I'll have to put in a little more energy today or maybe like um, I'll let Ben take the lead on the questions. Like I think it's just having that self-awareness, you know, to not go in to something you're not 100% comfortable with and try and trick yourself into thinking like this is amazing. Like you're just going in with a more authentic version of yourself. And I really like that. Exactly. And and like I, I don't have to feel bad because Ben is more extroverted. He, mm-hmm. so one like example of extroversion is like, he will not stop a party. He will not be the one to say I'm going home where I'm like, I will be the first one to say that. <laughs> so at the beginning when I was like hanging out with his friends and we're partying for a long time, like I personally like felt bad because it's like, I don't want to take you away. Like, why can't I be as excited as you are? And it's like, okay, okay, well, now taking like the Myers-Briggs test is like, I start to understand myself and it's like, you don't have to feel bad for this. This is just what happens. But like, yeah, you can be mentally prepared. You can, you know, just get in the mindset of that. And like, also don't feel bad. Cause you know, that's just, we're all human. We're all different. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it helped me as well. That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's written down. It's on my list. I'll report back. I, I guarantee it's an E not an I for me very very extroverted over here but i'm excited yeah yeah me too maybe maybe that'll be a future episode is to die just to dive into uh myers briggs like personality quizzes in general i think the other one is the love languages i know that we've talked about that one before mm-hmm. there's also like the um 
Enneagram. Have you heard of those? Yeah, I haven't taken that one, though. Have you? Okay. I did. I took it right when it was introduced to me, which was this year, but it was earlier in the pandemic. And I believe as a human, I have monumentally shifted during this pandemic. Um, so earlier on, I believe... I don't even want to say it because who who the heck remembers something that happened more than a week ago? <laughs> Not us. Um, yeah, it's a number-based system. So instead of categorizing you by letters and sort of breaking down those letters, because I think it's it's four letters for Myers-Briggs. Yep. Right? Okay. For this, it's just one number. And then, of course, it's sort of a Venn diagram. So your number is your base, but it can also intercede with other numbers or you can pull some personality traits, but sort of your... The things that most correlate to you are number-based rather than letter-based. Okay. I want to say I was a four, but if a four is like way, way the heck out there, then I'll have to recheck this. I'm like flipping through my phone to see if I still, I don't even think I have the app anymore. I think I just like did it once, was like, eh, and then deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I know myself. I am good. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Right. Of course. We check an app once and that's <laughs> that's called self-care these days. I'm like, what does an app tell me that I am? OK, th- fine. Moving on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, But that's too funny. That's I don't know. I'm very I'm also very interested to see what my results are, but I'm really fascinated by this stuff of like what sort of algorithms exist in the universe that can ask me X amount of questions and then tell me sort of where that puts me on a personality spectrum yeah yeah technology oh scary how powerful it is (laughs) yeah but you speaking of um you and your you and ben also just watched that social dilemma and are like reducing the amount of technology or apps or social media that you're taking in yeah we so we're off the social media train right now. Uh, no cold, cold cut, nothing. Yep. Well, okay. So I'm, I'm off Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. So I don't have any social media. Though I do have like Facebook messages. So if people need to like chat me, they can still get a hold of me. But nothing mm-hmm. where I'm scrolling through a timeline, looking at posts or anything. Um, and Ben, yeah, he's the same way. So. We're, we're done with that. <laughs> how's that been? Like, how has, how has that experience gone? It's just been a couple weeks now, two weeks. Yeah. I can't remember maybe, what you told me about Maybe this. a bit longer. Well, I don't know. Okay. But for me, like, I really noticed uh, before we, like, cut off social media, it's like, all a lot of things that maybe people like here is everyone's happy mo- uh, moments that I saw on the internet. Like I'm so happy for you that you're having this, but it's like I'm getting like jealous, you know? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like with my life, I like I'm not there. I'm feeling like really bad, and like there's also like recommended posts and all these advertisements of everyone looking great, and you know. And it's like, well, I feel like I don't look as great as this person in this post, you know? And it's like, it just like wears on you. And it, it, it was wearing on me. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop this. 
And like I tried before, like I really wouldn't go on social media that much. And then every so often I would jump back on and then I would, I would feel myself just feeling like really negative about myself. Like just with all the ads and recommended people to follow all the, like the fitness people who are just, Oh, just drinking water today. And they're like half naked promoting it because you know, sex sells or whatever. And it's just like, it's just so icky to me because it just makes me feel so bad about myself, you know? So it's like, it's hard to explain. Well, I guess it was easy to explain that way. <laughs> but I guess it's hard to talk about sometimes just like with your family. Because like your family is sharing like amazing things on social media and you want to keep up with them. But it's still like, it's it's a lot to take in every single day to be like, you're so happy. And I'm so happy that you're happy. But at the same time, it's like, it's it gets in your mind, or at least for me. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. So, so in the past few weeks of being off social media completely, do you feel that mental shift happening for you where you're not comparing as much and, and mentally, do you feel like lighter, clearer? Is there some sort of like a positive, tangible, positive response that's happening in this short amount of time since you've stopped? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I'm not really, I have nothing to c- compare to because I'm not looking at like people who are ripped and are exercising all the time it's like well if i want to start exercising again (laughs) um i'm gonna do it on my own time and be like healthy about it instead of like this is what i have to get to like this you know praised body that everyone is like liking but now i'm like okay if i want to be healthier if i want to really be there for myself i can just like start exercising on my own time and basically just start a habit slowly. You don't have this idea of where you have to go. You just have this idea of if I do something, I will be healthier. So that's, that's the impact for me. That's profound. I've never thought about it like that, where there isn't an end goal. There's just a day by day. If I do this, I'm healthier. This is a good choice. Like, like making that more of a day by day or moment by moment thing. Yeah. Like if I make this choice, this is a positive choice. If I choose to go and, and, um, and if I don't work out, it's not that it's a negative choice. It's just like a choice. And you've told me that before, like with other life events, you're like, well, don't think of it as like a good or bad or right or wrong. It's just a choice. And I think that, (sighs) Ooh, it's such a heavy thing to be like, yeah, social media, this sort of sex sells thing makes you think that if you don't see yourself as thin or if your skin isn't clear or if you don't have like, um, you know, if you're in a relationship but you're not married or if you haven't like reached these the next milestone that you're seeing, then you've obviously made a wrong choice because you're not there. Yeah. And you're comparing yourself to them. I do that all the time. For me, with social media, a lot of it is comparisons. It's not so much like I feel bad about myself. I question I question my choices. Oh, should I do this? Look how happy they look. Should I do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, but maybe I should do that. Oh, they're doing something I've always wanted to do. I should try. And it makes me really confused and convoluted about what I actually want based on how other people are reacting to what they want. Yeah. 
that's that's the biggest thing for me in just like talking about this and knowing my patterns and knowing especially these days with um being home more often you know i'm not as distracted by the external things that i'm doing so all i'm doing is looking at everybody else's life (laughs) through social media yeah and yeah one thing you brought up is like oh you're seeing all these people like if i do this will this make me happy it's like but you don't see the people who are also like yourself like in the same boat like that's never reflected on social media so it's like from my perspective it's like oh i i kind of feel alone right i don't think there's anyone who's like me but in reality like there's millions of people on this planet we just saw how many millions of votes got casted (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so there's more people like you than not you're just not seeing it yeah and there's so many people in the same boat of questioning things even if they are posting on social media something that's really really positive Sometimes that's a front of like, okay, I want people to like me. I want to, I want to project that I'm okay, but I'm the, I'm the farthest thing from okay. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's where it gets really dangerous of people just like, well, look at this image I'm projecting onto people that they think I'm something that I'm not just because that's what people want to see. Yeah. And, you know? And that's, yeah. And that's, yeah. It's wild too because if you're if you have social media, let's say let's say your social media account is just like with family and friends and you're like projecting what you want people you think you want people to see, it's like, well they're your family and friends, they're going to love you no matter what, so they're going to like whatever you want and then you're going to get in that vicious cycle of well they just like something that I'm projecting to be and now you know, like that's not me. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's wild. Ugh. And I'm wondering if um if it changes, I'm wondering if it will change. I don't know if it will change. I doubt it will change. Like but social if it media? Did, yeah. If it shifted, if there was some sort of like a rewrite where, um, you know, whatever it becomes, that we start to normalize the people who are lost. We start to normalize the people who are just moving for the sake of getting up and moving for 30 minutes a day. Like I know there are some people on social media who really try and break that mold of like posting more content. That's the middle ground. It isn't me being really, really happy. It isn't me struggling through something, or maybe it is me struggling. That account just says, Hey, not everyone's living this golden life. You know, we also, we're also struggling. We're also trying to figure out like how to be healthy, how to take care of ourselves. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be a change if more people will adapt to that rather than posting just the best versions of themselves. Um, but I think for right now, creating a program on Netflix like The Social Dilemma just opens our eyes to the fact that just like I duped your dog, like we're being duped. <laughs> Massive callback. But we're being duped. <laughs> I mean, we are. People... Social media is carrying us <laughs> to the end of the walk to say, but look how pretty everything is. And now you're all excited. Oh, my gosh. We are all Caspian. Oh, we are all <sighs> just snuggling, sleeping on social media's lap and snoring mm. softly. Yes. Yes. Oh, my word. That's too funny. Oh. So, yeah. So I... <sighs> Ben and I are off social media. Are other things yes. that you do, Catherine, to maybe like detox or 
just run away. Well, maybe not run away from life. That's maybe not what we want to do. But, you know, just like be centered again or something like that. Yeah. I have off of work this upcoming week. And I've been thinking about this a lot of like what, I know, do a little dance. Let's all celebrate. (laughs) It's been a time. I am forever grateful that this is something I can look forward to because pain demands to be felt and people are in so many different places and they're going through so many different things in the world right now. But my current situation has left me overworked for the past uh, six, six and a half months, however long we've been in this pandemic. And now I do get to genuinely rest, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And I need it. I'm very burnt out. Um, so in that, I know that not being on social media and reducing my screen time was something that I really wanted to focus on. I think that um, what we just talked about or how that affects me so much and I compare myself to so many different things and people and, and experiences, um, I wanted to just try and use this week to be where I'm at. I'm really bad at that. I'm really bad at being present. I'm always thinking about something else. I'm always thinking and planning. And we can't plan. Uh, We have no idea what's going to happen. So it causes unnecessary stress to begin with. You and I are perpetual planners. So (laughs) we get it. We, we, We like see each other and we see that sort of struggle. But... That was step one for me kind of recentering is to cut is to reduce screen time. Adrian Mishler has got a wonderful thing going on YouTube with yoga with Adrian. <laughs> and I shall be visiting her as often as possible. <laughs> yeah. Her dog Benji getting in some cute Benji screen time like that. That I will always make time for. I'm going to just humble brag a little bit about is I am on day 22 in a row of meditating yes i'm yeah i'm so i'm so proud thank you i there's this app called adam a-t-o-m that i've been using oh the pen is writing down the app name so many good things to pull today adam a-t-o-m yeah the the icon gives me extreme anxiety because it's just like a pencil scribble (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's it teaches you about meditation but at the same time it teaches you about habits so uh-huh. basically oh i forget the um, the theory they use behind it but basically right just do a little meditation every day and then you just build the habit so that's what i was doing and i like i'm just focused on my breathing every morning it's very exciting very grounding my goodness so no social media and meditation every day yeah what the heck this is awesome yeah thank you yeah well you know i've, I've had this goal of wanting to meditate for like a long time so it's just mm-hmm. it's awesome that i was able to find a tool that finally got me to commit yeah i love that thank you for sharing yeah. i i have so many questions because I, when it comes to all of this stuff, when it comes to self-care, I'm I'm obsessed with the idea. I'm obsessed with all the techniques. I've read some self-help books. I love, I love the idea. And then I never execute mm-hmm. or execute. And I get this excitement and I take this momentum and it, it propels me for about four days. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something else happens where 
whatever whatever else is going on, I'll say, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I shoot, I forgot. All right, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I still don't make it a conscious effort to not miss a day. And then I don't, I don't build the habit because I don't do it every day. Yeah. So that's where it becomes really tricky to tr- <laughs> to really make these big changes for me specifically of cutting off social media, of meditating, of doing yoga with Adrian. Like I love them so much and they really do bring me joy. But I'm the person who's like, oh, but I also would just love a donut. And I'm just going to go, you know, I'm just going to make this other choice that doesn't have any benefits. And I and I, I don't have a good balance. Like, it's not to say I shouldn't eat a donut. Like, it's just making sure that we still make time for the things that do help us and that do, like, are healthy and positive. Yeah. It's making sure that both exist, I think. Yeah. And, and to be fair, in like the social media thing, right, it. Uh, like I wasn't too attached to it. So it was easy for me to like go like cold Turkey for good. Cause I was mm-hmm. really upset about it, but like, I don't expect everyone to be able to just drop it. Right. Like, especially <laughs> with meditation, like you, you've seen how long I've been trying to meditate yeah. and this like app is like, uh, basically find a trigger for when you meditate. So for me, it, uh, and if you're specific, it's like when I wake up every morning, I will go sit in my office and meditate for a few minutes. Right. So like like first thing you do. Yep. That's the first thing I do okay. every morning. And I create a specific trigger that when this happens, I will then do this. So that's like just about habit building. So. OK. And then the amount of time that I spent meditating was like five minutes. It The app fluctuates between like five to ten minutes. Like every day but really it's only a few minutes for me to build that muscle so then after i have this habit i can like expand that time mm-hmm. so yeah and do you find that you're able to get up at the same time every day and and make a bedtime routine so that that feels like that's how the habit's been built i know for me it fluctuates and so how do you continue like building that muscle with life when things change yeah so well the answer to that is no like i don't have a a routine of going to bed at a specific time at night and waking up at a specific time like i don't have that routine set which like you know if i want to be more healthy i can set that as a goal but anyways um but it's just the amount of time i'm dedicating to meditating it doesn't matter if i wake up 10 minutes late 30 minutes late because that amount of time is so small that i can fit it in just right after i wake up go meditate no matter if it's mm. 6 45 when i usually do or 7 30 on some days when it's hard to get up mm-hmm. so that is really important and it is so true when it's 5 10 minutes like that like we always have time for it but we can tell ourselves we don't just as easily and i do that like that's kind of where i'm coming from i'm like i'm the person who very easily says, oh, I'll just sleep for another five. Like, I won't get up and do the thing. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That's awesome. 28 days, you said? 22. 22. It'll be 28 three soon. Weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three weeks. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So these two happened really really at similar timelines for you, that you started meditating and then you cut off social media. Yeah. I, I think it was just happenstance, though, just randomly finding this app. Like, this app was really the thing that helped me, so. Very cool. Yeah. 
But well, we shall um, shall we shall we tally forth and yeah, leave it leave it with uh, the goal to add more self care and to continue using good self care routines and for me building building good ones up and yeah maybe we'll check in I don't know maybe that could be something where we like you know, build new habits and we check in with each other and see how they're going. That sounds good. I like this. That helps me. I think accountability is a thing too, right? If you're starting mm-hmm. something new, talk to people about it because then you're, you're accountable for it. Yeah. And check in too. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, shameless plug for my mother. She's lost 20 pounds in this pandemic because of being accountable and starting really good habits. So, Oh wow. That's awesome. She's like, She's the champion of procrastination and not wanting to change and not wanting to try new things. So if anyone can, if anyone can tell you, you can do it. It is both you and now my mother. So, <laughs> well, I don't have to be the spokesperson, um, so. but you soon will be the spokesperson too. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to join the two of you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, cool. Well, thank you for all your wisdom and sharing. It's very exciting and yeah, thank you for all your wisdom and sharing. Felt like I learned a lot from you today, so I wanted to give some gratitude for that. Perfect. Have a lovely day. You too.